Okay, so we're going to do this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, so this is going to be our third episode, and we're going to we're going to be talking about some cool things regarding nutrition and training. Um, and it's all going to be about the mindset and how we can reach our goals through this, through a couple strategies that Connor's going to go over. So first of all, Connor, who are mm-hmm. you? Oh, um, great question. I am a CrossFit coach. I work at CrossFit Worthy in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. I work there full time and I'm also the nutrition coach there. So I'm a precision nutrition coach. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Um, So what uh, the podcast is called the weekly warrior, right? Yes. Um, So I want to know, Connor, what does a warrior mean to you? Um, So you want to know the first thing that comes to mind? When I think of this, when I think of a warrior. Um, So I think of Man in the High Castle. The the show. The show, yeah. The show on Amazon Prime. Yes. Okay. Um, Okay, so there's a scene in the show. Um, There's this girl. She's the German girl, and I forget her name. The main character? Nope. Uh... She's like trying to seduce Joe. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Blonde uh, girl. I don't remember. Yes. Her yeah, her. Yeah. Okay. So we, we watched this show over the summer. Um, and she was trying to seduce Joe. And I go, Who does she think she is? Do you remember what you said? <laughs> I, d- I feel like I know, but I'm not going to take a guess at it. So what did I say? Okay, so I go, who does she think she is? And you said, she's a fucking go-getter. That's who she is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that stuck with me, but that's kind of what I think about. Um, okay. So I think of someone who makes things happen versus waiting, yeah. waiting for things to happen, right? Right. Um, and I also think, I like this idea of being a pace setter. So if you think about a warrior, there's someone that leads the way, they lead the charge, and they're setting the example. Um, so that kind of is what being a warrior means to me. Yeah. So being, being very proactive in your life instead of reactive. Yes. So like being yeah. very intentional and very yeah. driven. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Oh, I had one other thought. Okay. Yeah. What okay. Um, so when we work out at the gym, Mm -hmm. I feel like during different seasons, we always have like a power song and, oh yeah, like, uh, like our our go-to jam. Yes. And you're actually the one that usually picks the power song. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, I would agree with that. Yes. Um, so it was, it was a Macklemore song for a while. And then it the, was the glorious, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it was, it was a Kesha song. Beautiful. Uh, it was a ba- It was like that ballad. Yeah, it was. Is that it? Oh my god, where is that? Oh, Kesha. Yeah, I know what song. I can't remember. I'll think of it like halfway through. And okay. 
Um, and then it was praying. Yes, that was it. Um, and then it was high hopes. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So now the power song right now is called gladiator. Do you know it? No, I don't. It's by Zade Wolf. So that's, that's our power song right now that we, that Alex and I like to work out to. Yeah. Real when it comes on. Yeah. So listening to the power song makes you feel like a warrior. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We had some good times, especially to glorious photos. Yeah. The best days in the summer. Right. Okay. That was awesome. All right. So let's get into this. So um, we're going to be talking about this idea of the slow way is the fast way. So mm-hmm. I'm going to throw this at you in a nutshell. What does that mean? The slow way is the fast way. So I think of this concept anytime when I think of change. Okay. So typically I'll probably talk about nutrition exercise the most. Cause that's just what I deal with the most when I coach people, yeah. um, most people, when they're trying to take a, ch- when they're trying to make a change in their life, they think they have to completely overhaul their diet or overhaul their lifestyle. Um, so they go basically from zero to 100. So with nutrition, they usually will do things that are pretty extreme. Um, They'll think that they need to go paleo or keto or they eliminate carbs completely or they give up sugar. Um, So things that just aren't sustainable. Um, And I think one thing that I've learned is that when you think of change is it's often very slow. So Um, I'm stealing this from Jeremy. Um, He always says change happens with small nudges versus a big shove, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, So sometimes I call it the lightning bolt effect. So very, very rarely um, someone might be able to instantly wake up one morning and completely change their life. Um, has that ever happened to you? No, but I just had a thought in my head of like waking up and your life has instantly changed. <laughs> there's, there's this movie called Office Space. Uh-huh. And this guy like hates his life. He works in an office cubicle. Mm-hmm. And he goes and like his relationship's really bad with his girlfriend or whatever. And mm-hmm. he goes and he gets hypnotized. And during his hypnotism, his hypnotist like has a heart attack. Mm-hmm. So he's like stuck in this hypnosis. <laughs> and he's like so relaxed and doesn't care and he like just he the guy dies in front of him he's just like oh, oh okay uh-huh. and like he walks out and like goes home and nothing matters <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to bed and he wakes up and he doesn't wake up he sleeps through his alarm and he wakes up and he's just like i don't care anymore and yeah because nothing matters, <laughs> yeah, nothing matters. Sorry, i went on a rant uh, yeah but very okay. rarely does that happen right? yeah so it'll happen once in a while so i always think of like if someone gets a life-threatening diagnosis or if someone has a heart attack 
So sometimes those people are able to instantly change their lifestyle. Um, but very rarely um, does change happen that way or sustainable change would happen that way. Real, real change, yeah. Yeah. Um, so change happens with small nudges. I like it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about uh, the concept of like getting 1% better or 1% worse every day. So mm. kind of based on the book of um, the, the compound effects. So um, getting 1% better every day, you might not see that in a week or even a month or, or even in six months, you might not see a huge change, but in mm -hmm. a year, three years, five years, 10 years, like your life is completely different from where you're, someone else that may have been doing, you know, making different nutritional choices over that span of time. Um, so what, what can you give us about like the compound effect? Yeah. So I like this concept, the whole idea behind improving by 1%. Yeah. So this is where progress hides. And people overlook this because it's not flashy or glamorous, right? It's not, uh, not like marketable either, too. Yeah, it seems too easy. Right. Um, so we really underestimate the value of looking for these really small changes that are going to do exactly that. They're going to compound over time and they're going to have a huge impact on your health. Um, so yeah, the book, the compound effect is exactly this concept. So you're watching these really small changes compound over time. Um, one example I really like, and I'll use this often, um, is drinking soda. Um, so this is an issue that a lot of people have. Um, were you ever a soda drinker? through high school yeah but because my dad had it ah okay and, like in the house it's like an environment thing you know and then like yeah. through college like I had it with alcohol beverage and everything like that <laughs> since like since I graduated like no I honestly have, I don't think I've had anything yeah just Zevia yeah just Zevia yeah the best. yeah and LaCroix uh, <laughs> um every time I think of LaCroix I think of um, it's a, it's a single Skittle dissolved in water <laughs> <laughs> or like, or like carbonated water and someone yells a fruit. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, um, it's like a strawberry truck drove by this can of <laughs> <Yeah>. water. <laughs> um, water. but, okay. um, yeah, soda. soda, um, a lot of people are soda drinkers, right? For sure. Um, you could look at soda as just being empty calories like there's no nutritional value in soda um so if you look at someone's soda habit so let's say they drink one bottle of soda every day um yeah so let's say there's like 200 280 calories in that one bottle of soda um well actually let's take a step further because honestly most people drink more than that. So let's say they drink two bottles a day. So they're probably drinking like 500, 550 calories a day just in soda. Um, so I always look at that big picture. So like, okay, let's look at the year. If they drink two bottles every day for a year, 
just looking at the calories alone, like if you buy into the whole idea that like 3,500 calories equals a pound of fat, they could potentially add 60 pounds to their frame just in soda. That's it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's insane. And you've heard, okay, so you've heard Jeremy tell his story, like his weight loss story. Yeah. Right? Do you remember him telling you about soda? Uh, I don't know about that part. He he never really went in depth with me too much on it. But okay, go ahead. He so um one of the like few things he did um when he started losing weight was he just gave up soda and he lost like 50 pounds. Yeah, it's wild. Um so it's crazy, but again, people kind of overlook those things because they're like, oh well, it's just one thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like that one thing, if you just did one thing. You, you don't even have to. So, yeah, looking at that example, even if you just cut back. So let's say you just went from two down to one can of soda a day or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That would still have a huge impact on your health. Right. Over a year, that's that's half of, you know, whatever you said. How many pounds do we, we would have gained? Like 60. Yeah. So I mean, that's cutting it in half in theory. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then there's another really good book. Um, It's called Small Moves, Big Change. Um, This book, I actually give this book to a lot of people. Um, I think this book and then um, the Crossroads book are probably my two top books that I give people. Um, Small Moves, Big Change is about Uh, I think the author calls it micro resolutions. Hmm. Um, So there's a really good example and it's the same idea of just looking for those small behaviors and habits that you have in your life and changing them a little bit. So the example in this book, um, it's the conference room cookie example. Okay. There's this guy and he works in an office and he goes to meetings multiple times a week. Um, At these meetings, they're in this conference room and these meetings get catered with trays of cookies. So um, at these meetings, they're probably like three o'clock in the afternoon. He's hungry. He will eat, he'll usually eat one cookie. Sometimes he eats two. And sometimes, you know, if it's a long meeting, he'll eat three cookies. Um, I mean, who wouldn't? It's a tray of cookies (laughs) staring at you. Um, So this guy was realizing over time, like, oh, he's putting on a little bit of weight. And he's realizing that this is a pretty destructive habit. Um, So... Honestly, what most people do and what he resisted doing was most people would vow, I'm never eating a cookie ever again. Or I'm just never going to have sugar ever again. Right? They'll try to completely restrict and eliminate, um, which almost always backfires. Um, But he decided... He was going to resolve to just never eat a conference room cookie ever again. 
So he would go to these meetings. He might bring an apple or something to eat, but he would just never eat a cookie that came from that conference room. So, so he couldn't, so he vowed never to eat a cookie from the conference room, but like if he went to like a bake sale or something, he could eat a cookie. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So they weren't off limits. And actually, if at the end of his work day, he was like, oh, you know what? I really want a cookie. He would not take the conference room cookie, wait till the end of his work day. He would leave work, drive um, to like his favorite bakery, get his mm-hmm. favorite cookie, sit down, savor and enjoy the th- enjoy the cookie that he really wanted versus becoming a victim to his environment. Right. Yeah. Just like a mindless, like there I'm supposed to eat it or yes. something like that. That's interesting. Cause I don't know where I, I think it was in the audio book I was listening to a couple of days ago, but they talked about like you, you can have that thing that you want, but you can't, it's environment, right? Mm, yes. But you, you can't keep it in your house. Like it is, food is easy. Like you can have those cookies, but you can't keep it in your house. So if you want it, you have to keep it. It's yours. You have to keep it in the store though. So you have to yes. get your car. You have to go to the store. You have to use your money. You have to walk through all the aisles and you have to use your money to buy your cookies that you want. Yes. You can't keep it in your house. So it's all environment. Yeah. 100%. And I love that. Um, that's something that we coach on a lot or I coach on a lot is it's not about elimination or restriction. Mm-hmm. It's making a conscious choice. So the idea that, so I'll use myself for as an example. So I've had this long, complicated history with food, emotional eating, disordered eating, um, binge and res- restrict cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had this terrible um, habit of like using food to decompress, especially at the end of the day or the end of the week when I'm tired, it was a long work day or work week. So I have like trigger foods, right? So um, trigger foods are those foods that you just can't stop eating. Everyone's a little bit different. Um, For me, it was like potato chips or tortilla chips and ice cream. But those were the foods that I would use, basically. So I would leave work on Friday. I'd drive to the store. I'd get, like, a pint of Ben and Jerry's. I'd get a giant bag of chips. And I'd go home and, like, veg out. And I would be in, like, that zombie eating mode. Oh, yeah. Where you just – yeah. Where you just sit down (laughs) and you just veg. Um, So – realizing after a while, like, wow, this is a really destructive habit. Um, I, I tried to do the same thing. It was shortly after I read this book, The Small Moves, Big Change. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not that person. I, I don't buy pints of ice cream. I can't, I cannot, I will not stockpile my freezer with ice cream. I will never have bags of chips in my house because it's just, it's all over. Like if it's in my environment, I will just unconsciously eat them. Yeah. Um, But I'm also one of those people, like I really rebel against restriction. 
So like if someone says, Connor, you are never allowed to eat ice cream ever again. I will instantly rebel and be like, I'm never allowed to have ice cream again. What do you mean? And then I'll just go buy gallons of ice cream and eat them. <laughs> what? Okay. So I have an interesting question. Yeah. If you told yourself, so you were, said you were telling yourself, I'm not the type of person that keeps ice cream or chips in their house. Yeah. If you told yourself, I'm not allowed, like, like you said, if someone told you that, yeah. I'm not allowed to eat that. What if you told yourself, I'm not allowed to eat that? Would you still rebel against yes. like that? Yes. Mindset? 100% I would. If I told myself like, you're never allowed to have sugar again, or you can't eat sugar for the next month, I would be eating sugar two seconds later. But um, we can talk about this on another podcast, but I like the idea of choosing your identity and then going all in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. God, so, that's what you were, we were going to lead into for a second there is like you choose like I'm the type of person that gets up at 4 30 a.m to go work out yes or like I'm the type of person that if I can't do that then I'm gonna go after work yes I'm but I'm going to get my workout on because I'm the type of person that works out every day or sticks to the training plan yes right it's about uh, integrity yeah it's about yeah. having integrity for yourself and you choose the identity that you want. And then, yeah, you go all in. You're like, I'm this person. So I just decided, like, I'm not the type of person that just, I'm just not going to buy ice cream. But, um, I mean, you know this. We, we went to doozies once a week in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was fine because we were going there. It was a conscious choice. I got the ice cream that I really wanted we sat down and enjoyed it and like socialized with our friends. Yeah. So it's like, it's completely different from binging on Ben and Jerry's every Friday night. Yeah, for sure. Um, So that's really cool. It kind of, so your whole philosophy is like, you don't need to completely rid of anything. albeit like, yes, soda is bad for you. I don't, we, I think we both agree that like no one needs to drink soda, mm-hmm. but in the reality of it, people drink it. Mm-hmm. People like are in a very, very deep habit of drinking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you can't just get rid of it. So don't tell someone you have to get rid of this cold turkey or else it's not going to work. Like, right. Yeah. Wean, either wean, like have a plan to wean them off or be like, yeah, you can like forgive yourself, mm-hmm. have a bottle of soda. Mm-hmm. but then get back to, on track like the next day and like keep in mind your goals yes and I think there's a big difference from something that you do once in a while versus something that you do every day or every week right yeah for sure so like the things that happen every day and every week those are the things that you should look at to just aim to make those a little bit better because those are the things that are going to lead to the big lasting change. Right. The results that you want. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Um, so let's, let's, let's get specific here with some strategies. So anyone out there that has goals, whether it be weight loss, um, they want to put on more muscle, they have specific training goals, maybe like, like they want to hit like a, a 300 pound squat, something like that. They have a goal. What mm. strategies can 
they use starting today for them to help kind of implement like the slow ways of fast way, getting 1% better each day? What, what's a couple strategies they can use? Oh, yes. Um, okay. Let's start with goal setting first. Mm-hmm. So they have a goal. Um, I'm going to think of an example. We'll, we'll do an exercise example. Um, we'll just think, okay, let's say, uh, this person, uh, comes to me and they say, you know what? I, I want to get back into an exercise routine and I, I'm going to work out seven days a week for an hour and a half, seven days a week, an hour and a half. I would say that's great. On a scale of one to 10, one being, <laughs> I feel like you're laughing. <laughs> I know. I just like, I know where you're going with okay. this. Like, I know where your mind is like, that's great. In your mind, like, that's never going to work. Never gonna work. <laughs> Let's um, do it this way. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, what you just said too. I, um, I, I guide, I never tell. For sure. Um, so ultimately it's, it's their goal. So I would, I would never tell them like, no, you should work out three days a week. Um, okay. Anyway, they come, they say, I'm going to work out seven days a week. And I said, okay, great. Let's see how confident you are in that. So on a scale of one to 10, 10 being I'm a hundred percent confident. I can consistently work out seven days a week for an hour and a half. How confident are you? We'll just, um, wait, what did you say? Uh, I thought you were asking me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. I am not doing that. Okay. <laughs> What's, yeah. Let's do you. Okay. If this okay, is your, yeah. if, if this is your goal, okay. Jared, right, how... I want I want to work out seven <laughs> days a week for 90 minutes. Yeah. Okay. okay. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being hundred percent confident, you can do that consistently week in, week out. Okay. How confident are you? So my honest. Mm hmm. Three. Okay, great. So you're a three on a scale of one to 10. So yep. let's shrink that goal. So this is the strategy for goal setting. We're going to shrink the goal. Okay. So we're going to scale back. Um, Jared, how confident would you be with five days a week on a scale of one to 10? For 90 minutes? Sure. <sighs> Kind of honestly, probably still like a three or four. Okay, a three or four. That's not a yeah. problem. Um, does 90 minutes sound like a lot to you? Yeah, that's the part that's too long. Ooh, okay. So let's change that. Let's do an hour. Let's do 60 minutes. Great. So on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you five days a week for 60 minutes? That probably, probably uh, six or seven. Okay, that's better, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, but we're still not there. So we're going to scale back again. We're going to shrink. So what about four times a week? How confident are you? That four times is a solid, solid seven. Okay, what about three times? That's a nine. Ooh, I like a nine. Okay, so what we did is we kept shrinking the goal until your confidence is a nine or a 10. So you can do this with any goal, really. Um, 
But yeah, ask yourself on that confidence scale, how confident you are in doing this. Cause everybody does this. Everyone thinks they have to do that big overhaul and they want to mm-hmm. jump in. So sometimes we'll see someone that they've been working in office or desk job for a few years and they don't have any exercise routine. And then they come in and they want to go hundred percent and then they quickly burn out. Right. And they, they feel like a failure. Oh, I said I was going to do six days a week and I failed. And then, um, so versus scaling back or shrinking the goal, let's build consistency. So you were what, four days a week? Is that what we decided on? Okay, so this is what we do. We're going to build consistency with working out four days a week for the next month or so. I'm going to check in with you every two weeks and see how that's going. So in two weeks from now, if you're like, wow, yeah, four days a week is going great, I'll say, awesome. Let's keep doing that for a little bit longer. If you're like, oh, my God, no, I can't do four weeks, four days a week. I thought I could, but I can't then we'll just shrink it again. Yeah. It's way better to consistently do three days a week than it is to aim and try to do seven days a week unsuccessfully. Okay. So let's, that was awesome. Let's move on into uh, our next strategy. So the first strategy was to shrink your goals. Um, mm-hmm. so let's go into your second strategy. What is that? So the second strategy is called the Seinfeld method. So we all know Jerry Seinfeld, right? The comic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is his method. So when he was up and coming, he was trying to become a better comic. That was his goal. So to do this, he decided that he needed to write better jokes or he needed to write jokes. In, in order to become a better comic. Yeah. So he gave himself the goal of writing one joke every day. That's it. So what he did is he got this giant wall calendar and he hung it up in his apartment. And then he got this giant red Sharpie. And every day that he did that task of writing one joke, he would give himself a big giant X on his wall calendar. And then his only goal was not to break that streak. Yeah, it's uh, he's building a chain. Yes, yeah. So over time, you look at the calendar and you start to see rows and rows and chains of X's developing which gives you even more motivation because you're watching it compound over time and you don't want to break that chain. Mm -hmm. So I like that strategy because the whole idea is you focus on one thing. So that's another thing people tend to do is they try to focus on too many things at once. They're like, oh, I need to drink 80 ounces of water. I need to work out seven days a week. I need to sleep. I need to track everything I'm eating and they focus on too many things. So they're spreading themselves really thin versus focusing on one thing. So Jerry Seinfeld's one thing that all he focused on 
was writing one joke a day. And that's how he became a better comic. Yeah. So I like that's that. Awesome. Yeah, I like that strategy. And, and uh, like going off that building a chain thing, like if you do happen to break the chain, like I remember reading like a lot of, a lot of times habit and things are, are broken or there's like certain days of the week that you're more susceptible to like not follow like a, a new habit you're trying to form. And it's usually because maybe you're busy. Like on, on Wednesday you have to, oh. you, have to dr- you have to drive more uh-huh. or something like that. Right. So you can, if you're building this chain mm-hmm. and you see like the only weak links in your chain, the only days that you missed mm-hmm. were like two different Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Well, why? If like, if your habit is don't eat fast food anymore, but you're driving everywhere and on Wednesday, like you're so hungry, like, okay, I just have to do it. Then you can kind of like, okay, what do I have to do Tuesday night to prepare? Oh, yes. I like that. Right. Because the calendar, um, this is a great strategy too. It's the strategy of tracking, right? So just, Mm -hmm. just the act of tracking starts to bring more awareness to the weak links. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right. That's a really good strategy. Thanks, Dad. Um, all right. I'm ready to have some fun. So the third strategy, I suppose, is a little game. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to play a game that I have my clients play sometimes. Um, this isn't my game. This comes from Precision Nutrition. Okay. And the whole idea is that we look at our food choices on a spectrum, So food isn't good or bad, right? Food and your food choices are on a spectrum of better and worse. So um, let's talk about pizza. Yes. Um, Okay. So Bones, if you were going to go, if you were going to go get your favorite pizza right now, what would it be? Uh Okay. So it's from... uh... Oh my God! Why am I blank? From Pizzanello's. Ooh, okay. yes. Ah, uh, good choice. And, yeah, like I will move back to Mount Pleasant because Pizzanello's is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not really, but you get it. it's really good. So Pizzanello's, I would get uh, probably a, a small or a medium, if just depending if it's just me or whatever. Okay. I would just get plain pepperoni, uh, light cheese, extra sauce, ranch <laughs> on the side. Ooh. Okay. Cool. Um, okay. okay. So we're going to play a game. <laughs> All right. We're going to play a game. Um, and the goal of the game is to level up. So okay. you're going to try to make that choice just a little bit better. So, um, can you think of anything? So if that's your normal pizza order, how would you level up? What's one small change that you could do to move that pizza choice along the spectrum towards the better end. Put green peppers on it. Ooh, yes. Adding vegetables. Yeah. I like that. Okay, good. Yeah. So you, you leveled up. Uh-huh. Um, that let's, feels good. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's level up again. What else could okay. you do? Um, Honestly, the pepperonis at Pizza Nulls are delicious, but, like, they do the thing where, like, you cook them and they curl into, like, a little mini bowl. And, like, <laughs> it's yeah. just full of grease. And it's really it's, – it's, it's good. Yeah. But it's bad. Yeah. Okay. So I could get rid of pepperonis. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you could remove those. So, yeah, you yep. leveled up again. 
cool. Um, can you think of anything else? Um, well, the only other vegetable I really like on pizza is mushrooms. Okay. So I can add mushrooms. You can add mushrooms. I like that. You leveled mm-hmm. up. Um, what else? Can you think of anything else? What, uh, what kind of crust are you eating on this pizza? Oh, like flavored crust. Um, I don't probably just like, I don't, they probably do like a butter crust or something, but mm-hmm. I would just, I don't usually go for that. I just do a plain crust. You could do thin. I could do thin crust. Oh, yes. I like that. You could opt for thin crust. You leveled up yeah. again. Yeah. Um, okay. Cauliflower crust. <laughs> You just made a huge leap on the spectrum. <laughs> I am a superhero now. <laughs> yeah. You just got like tons of bonus points. <laughs> um, yes. But you're starting to get the idea, right? Yeah. Um, you could look at what else you have with pizza, right? So at Pizzanello's, what are their sides? Right. Like breadsticks oh or... Yeah, breadsticks. Yes. They have wings. They have like side salads. Yeah. So if you normally get breadsticks with your pizza maybe a way to level up would be to get the side salad mm-hmm. or maybe you go to a pizza place and you typically drink beer with your pizza so another way to level up would be like maybe get water instead right. um so this is a fun game to play um and i like the idea of shifting the perception because most people, when they're on a diet, is they think, oh, I can't go out and get pizza because it'll ruin my diet. It's like, no, you should go out and just see how many times you can level up and just aim to make that choice a little bit better. Right. Um, and then a side note, I will say that there are going to be times in your life when you're going to want the Pizzanello's pizza, the medium with the pepperoni, the extra sauce, the wings on the side, and that's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should, there'll be moments in your life when you're like, you know what? I, this is the thing I really want, and I am right. going to have it, savor it, and enjoy it, and then you move on. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I remember when I first started working with you, and you just kind of started taking over the nutrition stuff at Worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you were just getting your feet wet. And like, I was like your, your first like client, but I, you know, we were coworkers and coaches. So mm-hmm. whatever. Um, we were just going over nutrition stuff and there was two, I have two stories. The first <laughs> one is um, I was like, you were like, okay, what can you have for a snack? <laughs> I'm like, oh, snack. I don't know. Like, I don't didn't know that I was, was allowed to have a snack he's like you're like peanut i mean peanut butter and jelly like i was like i can have a peanut butter <laughs> yeah i remember that i was like are you kidding uh-huh <laughs> and i was so blown away because like all through college i was like i my understanding of like bread is bad oh yeah don't have don't have bread don't have peanut butter don't have you know this that thing is just not good mm-hmm. and in, in retrospect yeah there's probably better choices but you can still make you can buy decent like pretty healthy bread all things considered you can buy almond butter or like a healthier yes butter. yeah you can buy organic jelly like you can make it you can level it up yes you can level it up right yeah so that was my first thing is like you're allowed to eat 
the way you, the, how you want sometimes, you know? Yes. All, all, all in that. Yes. Um, so I agree. The second story uh-huh. is months down the road where we've been <laughs> doing this and then you kind of evolve and, and have, get more uh, tools in your toolbox and we kind of reconvene and like talk about our my meals and like nutrition. And I was like, I was in the habit of having a nighttime snack. You knew, you, yeah, you I knew, knew I was going to tell yeah, the story. You yeah. knew I was going. Uh-huh. I, was, I was in the habit of having a nighttime snack with, with Jess. Like, she was really big on nighttime snacks. And her uh-huh. nighttime snack was cottage cheese and peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And Lord knows what else. And, like, I was like, Connor, I'll do this. I'll keep doing this. I'll do it. But if I don't get a nighttime snack, this isn't going <laughs> to work. <laughs> and uh, yeah it was just funny so like yeah you're allowed to have a nighttime snack you're allowed to have carbs that night if you want you know yes you don't need to like that's a rabbit hole but you know you're allowed to like think everybody thinks like america food in america is like is awful and all like everything we produce is you know bad you should Mm -hmm. find the best choices organic and like little markets and like sure maybe a lot of our food isn't great but you're allowed to eat what is in the grocery store sometimes yes um level level it up yep um you have the freedom of choice right so there are some days when you're gonna go to somebody's birthday party and they're gonna serve birthday cake and you're allowed to have birthday cake you're allowed to have pizza you're Mm -hmm. allowed it's part of living and enjoying life yeah yep that's great. I think that's that's why you're a genius. Like you're, 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 you're a realist, and and it's the small nudges. Yes, exactly. Yep. Okay. Um, all right, Con. What's the biggest takeaway that you want people to take away from this pod, this episode, from this whole message? Um, I want people to. I think people overcomplicate nutrition. They look for things that are flashy. They look for things that are fast or quick fixes. They want food plans. They want templates. They want um, somebody to tell them exactly what to eat. Um, I, I never do any of those things. Um, everyone has different diet preferences. Everyone likes different foods. Um, look at the big picture. So don't focus on where you want to be a week from now or a month from now, or even three months from now, look at where you want to be in a year. So step back, look at the big picture and then look for the 1%. Mm -hmm. So find that one thing that you're doing in your day-to-day life. And it's going to be small things, but this is, it's kind of fun, right? So it's kind of like the game, like look for small things and then look at how those things are going to add up over your year. So it could be like going to bed an hour early. It could be, Ooh, this is a good one. It could be your morning coffee routine. Mm. So yes. um, That is a huge one that I'm trying to build right now. Jess has a really, really good morning routine. Mm, yes. And I'm really, that's like the biggest thing I'm trying to build with her right now is, is like getting up early, mm-hmm. extra early. Yes. Getting that coffee, turning on like local, local news. 
<laughs> uh, like no CNN, like garbage yes. like that. Just like the weather, yes. good restaurants in the area, maybe some movies, like, you know, local stuff. Anyway, yeah, I like that. Um, but yeah, look at, look at your routines. Um, when I was in college bones, um, you want to know what my like coffee drink was? Yeah. It was, it was, (laughs) um, it was like a mocha latte with whipped cream. Right. So I was drinking that every morning. Um, that's a, that's like a dessert. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's like a breakfast milkshake. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, so, um, over time, I think at one point I was like, Oh, I got to make this healthier. So at one point I swapped for soy milk. Cause I, at the time I was like, that's healthier. Um, mm-hmm. at another point I nixed the whipped cream and then I think I started asking for less pumps of that mocha syrup that they use. Yeah. And then over time, I started to refine that. And then mm-hmm. I went to black coffee, but then I was using like flavored Coffee Mate creamer. Um, mm. That's probably just filled with chemicals. Yeah. Um, and then I think I, yeah. And then I think I started using half and half and then almond milk. And now I just drink black coffee. Ooh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't drink coffee, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going back to those little things. Um, maybe it's like adding in some more daily movement, like take a walk during your lunch break or swap one soda with Zevia. Yeah. I think that that's like, I think Zevia could save the world. Right. I think so too. I like surface level. Yeah, totally. Uh, then I heard something really interesting about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I don't want to go down to this too much. It's just going to be like, uh, put a, put a pin in it. But, okay. Um, okay. So you drink a soda, you get a huge insulin response. The brain tells whatever send insulin to fight the sugar. Uh huh. Um, so you drink Zevia. It still tastes pretty damn similar to the soda. Mm-hmm. Is your brain still sending that insulin response just from like, uh, just like, cause the, the, like the reward is still almost there. Cause it tastes the same. And yes. Busy and it's nummy, nummy good <laughs> uh-huh. is like, they're, they're theorizing is like, is the brain still sending those messages to release like insulin, even though the sugar's not there, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It kinda, yes. It's something to think about, although I don't know if, like, the the compound of sugar isn't actually there. Mm-hmm. Is it even, like, is insulin, like, releasing, you know? Right. I, have, yeah, I, yeah, I, that's I, interesting. Yeah. It's easier. What were you going to say? <laughs> um, yeah, I have no idea. I... <laughs> <laughs> you haven't done science experiments on it? I, um, I think it's interesting, though, that um, just, like thinking about artificial sweeteners generally it's okay to have some artificial sweeteners Mm -hmm. but your body is still getting used to sweet tasting things so you're still manipulating your taste buds to crave sweet foods right so you're you're masking it 
Yes. So you could still be harming yourself, but again, it's, we're aiming to be better, not perfect. Right. Yeah, yes. Totally. Yeah. So drink is easier. Drink is easier. <laughs> drink is easier. Okay. I love it. That was all, all great stuff. Um, all right. Let's work our way into our ending questions. Oh, okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. We're going to start off. You're going to go first. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Name three things that you are grateful for today. Today. Um, okay. So I have, you know this, I have a cat named Leah. Oh, yeah. She, yes. <laughs> um, Leah gets really cold in the wintertime. So she burrows under my covers at night. So she like is super snuggly in the winter yeah. time. Um, so she like burrowed under the covers last night, which was nice. Um, <laughs> Thankful for your burrow. <laughs> she was super like lovey and snuggly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had, uh, I did a one-on-one skill session today with an athlete um, who wanted to work on bar muscle ups. Uh, that was mm. really, really fun. And it's funny, bar muscle-ups have, is becoming one of my most favorite movements to coach now. Yeah, because you finally got them and right. killing I, it. I think it's because I struggled so long with them that I've literally experimented and done every drill and progression out there. You're, you're literally like, I wasn't trying to invite the, invent the light bulb. <laughs> Tried every way not to do it. Yeah. Well, that's mostly ring muscle ups, but yeah, yes. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that session was super fun. And cool. then I I bought some shrimp at the grocery store today at Meyer, mm, And nice. I had some shrimp for dinner, which I haven't had shrimp in a while. So that was yummy. Yeah, good change. Yeah. So cool. how about you? What are three things you're grateful for? Ooh, most of the time I'm thankful for wireless headphones. <laughs> uh, because they're convenient. Most of the time. Yep. If they're charged uh, and they work. They're charged and they work. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I like those. Um, the third thing I'm grateful for. Oh. My, my mom is watching our two dogs right now, Millie and Ryder tonight. Oh, yeah. We wanted to give Jess a break from the 4.30 wake-ups that Ryder has given her. Uh-huh. She's a little monster. I know. I got so, to meet Ryder yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Is, yeah she she's, loved it. She's cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I took her for the week. But tonight I I worked until 7 and I have to go back at 7 a.m. So, I was like, I'm not going to drive all the way back down there. Mm-hmm. So, you can have them for the night. And she loved it. And she loves wiener dogs. So, she was all about it. That's good. Thank for her for watching them. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, I have a question just for you, Connor. So, um, over the next week, what is one challenge that you will have to face or what is one thing that you want to accomplish? Oh, okay. I would. Okay. So something that I really, really struggle with that I'm trying to work on is I eat really fast and I often eat distracted so like even yesterday you saw me, I scarfed down my lunch, my ready to go meal while I was walking and talking around the gym. Yeah. Um, <laughs> normally 
I'm eating and I'm on my phone. I'm eating in the car while I'm driving or I'm in front of my computer screen or in front of the TV. So something that I've been trying to work on is I am trying to eat dinner at the dinner table and I'm trying to unpair my habit of eating dinner in front of the TV or eating dinner in front of my computer. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think a lot of people, almost everybody struggles with that. Like, I think we've all like moved away from the dinner table and like to the TV as like a society, you know? Yes. Yeah. It seems like at least. mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm trying to be more mindful, more present when I'm eating. That's awesome. Get back to the roots. Yes. Um, Okay. So I have a silly question for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the podcast. Okay. Um, but what's your power song right now? Like, what's your pump-up song? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, that's kind of tough. Is it? Um, I might have to go, like, look back. I, honestly, I don't know if I have a specific power song. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked... Uh, I don't know what some people will think about this, but, like, Imagine Dragons. I've heard like Imagine Dragons is the new Nickelback. <laughs> really? <laughs> but yeah, I've been hearing that and I'm like, ah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I really like their new album and I was like, I was listening to that hard at the gym for, uh-huh. for about two weeks and then it kind of went away. Uh-huh. And then I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. And like ever since then, like I've had Queen, like I put a bunch of Queen songs on our playlist at work, like, um, you know, I've just listened to some getting back into them. Well, getting into them for the first time, but like you know, they've had a resurgence since then. So, yeah, Queen has been really cool. But honestly, at the gym, I've like I've really kind of tried to do what you're doing with eating, which is like take away distraction. Oh yes, okay. Um, so, in order to listen to music at the gym, I'm going to now. I would have to have my phone, which would lead me into Instagram and. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm really trying to keep my workouts under an hour. Oh, yeah. Just because that's not my focus. So I try to leave my phone away and I just listen to whatever's on the radio, which tends to be something I'm not even listening to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like in my own head thinking about whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Pump up songs. Yeah, it's like whatever is kind of uh, passing me by. I don't have a really specific one. What really pumps me up, though, <laughs> is... Like, I love driving up north. It sounds weird. Everyone thinks I'm crazy because, like, three and a half hours. But, like, that's my time to, like, I'm always in fight or flight. Uh-huh. Yes. Down in, like, Metro Detroit. Yeah. Driving to work and doing all this. So, like, driving up north is, like, I'm finally getting into, like, my parasympathetic nervous system. And, like, I'm relaxing and, like, I'm zoned out. Yeah. And I'm listening to a podcast. And, honestly, like, the chilling out is what pumps me up right now. Yeah, that's your that's your meditation. Your personal yeah. meditation is that drive. Yeah, for sure. I've learned so much from doing the drive. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was a good question though. I need to maybe I need to find something again. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Have anything else? That's it. That's it. We did it. <laughs> wow. Look at us. Episode three. Uh-huh. It's in the books. Cool. All right, Connor. That was fun. So um 
we're gonna we have some more ideas we want to hash out. Um, we'll be making some more episodes in the coming weeks here, but this one is all done. Nice job. Cool. You too. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. Bye.